listening to Courtside Convo, your source for the latest news, analysis, and discussions on the NBA. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Courtside Convo. We got a little bit of a new crew in today. Your host, Bobby Zephro, Carter Landis, Manit Patel. That's how you pronounce your last name, right? Just to yep. make sure. Okay. And Aiden Champion are with us today. Aiden and Manit, this is their first episode. So welcome Thank to you. Our, Thank you. our own little NBA bubble we've got <laughs> up in here. So um, with some of the, our scheduling got a little screwed up, I guess, for lack of a better word. So with the Friday night picks, we're going to start those right now. The time is currently around 8:27 so we're just going to pick for the Trailblazers at Lakers which is tonight 10 p.m. You can catch that on ESPN. Lakers favored by 5 over under set at 222. Who wants to take this one first? I think one of our guests should go first. Ooh. Oh, thanks Carter. I'm the hot seat. <laughs> Um, I mean, I can see the Lakers covering, winning. You know, Dame has been playing pretty well recently. He's been playing pretty well all year. He might be a little bit slighted by that all-star starter snub, which is questioned by some, but not all. Um, but I can still see the Lakers coming out. They're playing really well. They're still the best team in basketball, in my opinion, even though the Jazz have the best record. Um, ADB now it's going to be interesting, to say the least, but... You know, LeBron James still doing what he does. I see the Lakers covering and the over being smashed. I mean, it's the Lakers and the Blazers. They both know how to score points. So, yeah. True, true. Yeah. Um, I say Lakers cover. Um, they've lost four in a row. I don't think that's going to continue. We were talking about it before the show. I don't know if it's for sure. Was it Carter? You brought it up about LeBron never losing five in a row or something. Yeah, Bobby brought that one up. Oh, Bobby, you brought yeah, it up. Yeah, I bad. think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see it I'll happening. take credit for it if you want to give it to me. But. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they're two high-scoring teams. I think the overheads. Yeah, I agree with that point that LeBron is definitely not losing another game. He's absolutely over it. He's going to will as much as he can out of Markeith Morris and Kyle Kuzma <laughs> and that whole team. Oh, man. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, I know the Trailblazers are playing pretty angry basketball right now, and yeah, they probably don't feel good about getting knocked out by the Lakers uh, back in the bubble. Dame, Dame is somebody who's going to want to beat the Lakers, and he's done it a couple times before. And uh, if they won, I wouldn't be surprised. Um I would probably go with, I think the Lakers are going to win and cover. And they oh, when it comes to the over-under, see, when I'm betting these, it always it always comes down to it's like, yes, these teams can score, but it's like there's only so much time. Uh, I will go with the over. I think I'm, um, well, I know I'm going to go with the over as well. Like you guys said, you know, LeBron and Dame going head-to-head. I think they're going to really put some points up on the board. You know, they'll probably be a pretty fast pace to this game, you know, with each team trying to match each other, you know, shot for shot. I'm actually going to say Portland covers this thing because mm. I, I don't know, I the last week or so of the NBA season, on average, the Lakers give up – the second most points, like of, for them at least, they give up around 24.3 points the last seven days to point guards. And that's just in 48 minutes of play the last seven days, they've averaged giving up 24.3, which is pretty high for a position, especially if you 
counting the fact they're going up against Dame Dalla. And when Dame has no help and he knows it's all on his shoulders, he shows out. And, you know, primetime game, 10 p.m., I'm going to go with the Blazers to cover. And I don't know if they'll win. They'll for sure, you know, if they're covering, they're going to keep it close. I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch this game after this podcast. So I'm going to go Portland over. So, and then because there's not that you know, not that many more games on that haven't already started. We're going to look ahead to Saturday. Mavericks at Nets. There's no lines out for this at the moment, but we'll tell you who we like, what, how we think the game's going to go. So who wants to start with this one? I'll go ahead. Um, so Kevin Durant is going to be out through the All-Star break for the Brooklyn Nets, and their defense was already not very good. So, and the... The couple of guys that they got in there to play defense, uh, which was like Noah Vonley, uh, Andre Robertson, who they had, uh, uh, Iman Shumpert, those guys have all been cut. So you lose defenders, and you're going up against a Mavericks team who we're going to touch on later who's been playing a lot of really good ball. Uh, I know, obviously, the Nets still have uh, Kyrie and James Harden, and that might be a game-changer there. So I think I'm going to go with the Nets win in a close one. I have the Nets as well. I mean, Mavs, yeah, they're, they've kind of been finding their groove again. Luca hit that really sweet buzzer beer the other night. I went crazy watching that. Two clutch big shots. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I still got the nuts. I mean, Harden and Kyrie are just on another level right now. So how about you, Mini? Um, so Kristaps been out lately. He was playing really well, putting a lot of good games together when he was still playing um before he got injured. So I think that injury just does too much. Luca can't really carry them again. Uh, Luca really can't do everything against the Nets and without Kristaps there, there's not much to back him up. Um Josh Richardson's been pretty average this year considering that they traded Seth Curry, who was a pretty good three-point shooter and a couple picks for him. Um but I see the Nets winning, like you guys all said. Um, Luca really just—I love uh, Luca's one of my favorite players, but he won't be able to take the Nets down. I definitely agree with that. Just not so much that obviously, you know, Luca is—I've—I had a really bad take on Luca for the draft, but I won't say exactly <laughs> what it was. But he—I did not. Def- I definitely didn't. Like I said, Darko nightmares, Darko PST, PTSD. But he's proven he's proven me wrong. He's proven everyone else who's doubted him wrong so far. But with that being said, I still like the Nets in this game. I mean, the Nets. If I could pull up their scores, I mean, they have they are winners of holy cow! How many games is this in a row? Well, their last loss was February 9th to the Pistons. Woo. They have won one, two, yeah, for real. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Elite eight, tanking. Eight and two in the Elite last tank. I did see a statistic a few weeks ago that the Pistons have the best strength of record, uh, meaning they have the best wins out of any team this season because that's just the way Detroit rolls. Let's exactly. beat the best teams we can. Let's just beat who we're not supposed to beat yep. and yep. call it a day. But, um, yeah, Nets winners of eight in a row. You said eight of their last ten, too? Yeah, yeah so I've got the Nets... You know, I just don't think the Mavs, like like Manit said, Kristaps being out, I just don't think the Mavs have the firepower on just Luka 
to keep up with Harden, to keep up with Kyrie. You've got Joe Harris who can go off at any time for the Nets as well. Um, so I'm going to take the Nets in this one. I don't know what, like we said, we don't have spreads or over-unders or anything, but I would also look for this game to be whatever whatever the line is for over-under, pick the, pick the over, because I can see these teams, just like the last game, just sprinting up and down the floor trying to match each other. I mean, the Nets like to play fast, get Harden and Kyrie out in transition. The Mavs like to play fast, you know, get Luka carrying the ball down the middle. He's got two guys at the wings. He can do what he wants. So I'm going to take whatever the over is for this line, and I'm going to take the Nets to win this game. And so we've got another game also. We have more games. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday at 3.30, we've got a pretty good one. The Clippers at the Bucks, 3.30, ABC, Sunday. Who do you guys got? I think it depends on if Paul George plays. I know he and Kawhi have had their uh, regularly scheduled you know, a couple of nagging injuries throughout the regular season that they have. Uh, I love that regularly scheduled. <laughs> that's what they do because they had to. They had to axe the load management, and because they're going to start fining guys for load I think, managing. I think if they were to load manage this game because it is nationally televised, yeah. they would get fined. Yeah, yeah, so. that's yep. Yeah, interesting. I, but, did, um, I didn't realize that was a rule. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, no, I I'm going with the Clippers. The Bucks. I would say like the Bucks that we saw last year, especially before the COVID pause, were like one of the greatest defensive teams we've ever seen. It tailed off a little bit in the bubble, and that's okay because offenses obviously spiked in the bubble. Um, but losing guys, you know, like Eric Bledsoe and a couple of other, couple of the other guys that they had who were good defenders. I know they have Drew Holiday, but overall as a defensive unit, uh, that they've tailed off a little bit, and the Clippers can score the ball. So I'm going to go with the Clippers in this one. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go with the Bucks. They've won four straight. I think I'm willing to bet that Giannis has been hearing all the talk and uh, that this Bucks team isn't, you know, meeting expectations this year. I think uh, he's going to come out and want to make a statement. Uh, uh, likely finals matchup. I don't think it'll happen, but it could happen. I thought that um, last year. I thought yeah. that's what it was going to be. Um, I think they're going to look to move up in the standings. So, I got bucks. I'm going to go with Aiden here, take Milwaukee. Their defense really has been kind of underwhelming this year. I really thought the Bucks, you know, getting Drew, yeah, he was offensive help, but he was also defensive help more. So, he's a, one of the best defensive guards in the league. That's how he makes his name. And they were ranked 11th in defensive rating this year. Oh, I might have been lying then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're no, no, off. No. Stretching they're, the truth. Their <laughs> offense is rated third in the league, though. The Bucks have been pushing the pace. They've been getting a good tempo out. They're also running the third fastest pace in the league. But the thing is, I think the Bucks' ceiling is only going to be limited to another regular season team. Um, you know, it's kind of like mainstream to say, but Mike Budenholzer really does hold him back when it comes to the playoffs. He's not willing to get out of his little regular season rotation that he constantly runs, and that'll kill them down the line. But for now, Bucks being a good regular season team that they are, they'll pick up a big win against LA on national TV here. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Positive. Positive. No. <laughs> um, I don't know who I like in this game. I've just I've been clicking away over here. I mean. I love 
obviously you can't hate on Giannis. And <laughs> it's funny you say that. It's funny. They be harping on the Bucks. They're 20 and 13. And they're still third in the East. Yeah. And yet... It's just constant negativity. And yeah, like you said, Manit, I think Giannis, based on that, he's going to come out. I would expect at least 30 from Giannis if you guys are into the 30 and 12. I'd say the borderline. Give me like 30, 12, and (laughs) 5. I think the expectations are just so high just because. They were yeah. supposed to make the finals last year. I think yeah. everybody's holding them to that standard. And now Giannis signing that extension means he's around to stay. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, obviously a team can have championship expectations. Like, that's not unrealistic. But for you to have once, I don't even know when the last time Milwaukee was in the finals. What, that was got to be like, what, the 70s, uh, the 80s? Robertson. Yeah, like, yeah, this is the Bucks' third I mean, straight year. For with- them to place this high of expectations on them and then seem surprised when they're not met like i mean i don't want to slander michigan football but like it's like a similar it's similar you know i feel that being a michigan fan i feel that they set expect like the bucks set their expectations so high it's almost impossible to reach so with that being said though i do think milwaukee will not not milwaukee I think Giannis will make a statement on national television, like Mani alluded to. I'm gonna go with the Bucks in a very close game. I would expect Dante DiVincenzo to have another big one. Last game, he had 20. I think he was 22 and nine last game that I was watching. So give me the Bucks, and I don't know what the line would be for the over under, but I would probably take. Whatever they set, the under, I can see these teams coming out, playing really hard, playing really good defense, being sharp in the... If they're not sharp in the first half, they'll get sharp in the second half, make some stops. So give me the Bucks in this one. Real quick, Bucks. before we move on to the next game, what you were yeah. saying about the Bucks always having those championship expectations. Well, not always, but, but at like, least for this For season. the past couple, in, yeah. yeah, this year, in the past two years also, they've had those championship expectations, never really fulfilled them. You know, when does it change to, hey, you know, maybe we got to switch things up completely? That's a great question, because I think... I don't know. With Gian, if Giannis is there, it's kind of like not so much the like the LeBron effect, you know, whoever LeBron goes to, title contender. But Giannis is starting to develop that thing, you know, that that factor, you know, that it factor where imagine you put you put Giannis on I don't know, throw him on Carter's Hawks. How good are the Hawks all of a sudden? Championship caliber. They'd be a pretty right? good team. Be yeah, they'd definitely be better. You throw who I, I like thought that. Giannis I, was going to go to in the in the off season. You throw Giannis on the Warriors. Oh, championship yeah. team. You I throw mean, him on the Mavericks. The you throw him is, on the Suns. Well, I could just name all the teams and just yeah. But, but so few teams have the package to give for you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd say yeah, the Suns would be one limiter. of those teams because you could center something around Aiton and like Jalen Smith and maybe Mikael Bridges on the way back. That'd be a Couple solid picks. return. Yeah, picks and stuff like that. I like that. Um, but. There's not really many teams out there that could make that kind of move. Right. Should Giannis become unhappy? True. I think 
with the Bucks and taking that next leap, a lot of it is on Mike Budenholzer to one figure out how to get Giannis involved when teams wall up against him defensively. They just crowd the paint and they force him outside onto the perimeter. And it's also on Mike Budenholzer to figure out what he can do with when his team has the ball and his their team's three-point shots aren't falling because that's what it comes down to with Mike Budenholzer playoff teams. He's a very do-or-die behind the three-point line, and when those shots aren't falling, his teams fail. So he has to figure out what he's going to do offensively pretty much because defensively Mike Budenholzer teams are usually pretty good, but it just comes down to being able to figure out when your threes aren't falling, how do you move the ball? How do you score? And when teams are walling up against Giannis, how, how do you get him involved? You know, do you run him off ball? Do you put the ball in somebody else's hands, get Giannis, you know, some post touches, especially if he can get him one-on-one. It's just it, that I think that's what it comes down to. And he's got to figure that out because he's so stubborn when it comes to how he coaches in the playoffs. No, I'm not salty at all from watching him coach the Hawks and blow playoff games all the time. <laughs> I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't tell, but... Um, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think uh, on the fact of running stuff for Giannis especially, I mean, if you get him in the post with anyone under, like, 6'6", it's a bucket. Mm-hmm. So maybe, so, you know, maybe just create, like, run some action, get more switches onto him, create more mismatches with him, because, yeah, if, if they're walling up, like, we saw it. You know, like you said, they know he can't do anything outside of the wall, which for him is unfortunate, but he'll get there. If, like I said, <laughs> the, develop. The, the day the day Giannis starts shooting threes is the day the Bucks will win a championship. Well, not shooting, making threes is the day he will win a championship. But see, that sentence is applied to Ben Simmons also. That's also true. Moving at no. <laughs> Ben Simmons is a whole nother like yeah, just exactly. whole you could go down we, in we, terms of I was saying we gonna get him. into Ben Simmons we'll a little there. later. Yeah. So last game on our slate for the weekend. Warriors at Lakers, eight o'clock, ESPN. You know what? I'm gonna start on this one because I haven't started one yet. So I'm going to go. I think the Lakers are gonna win. Not shocking. But Steph Curry is going to do his thing. I would look for 35-plus from Curry because just like similar to Dame, this year especially, when Curry doesn't have help, he you know he has to do what he does. He has to go out there, shoot like, you know, eight, nine, ten three-pointers a game, probably make like, you know, three, four, and I don't know. This game will be exciting. I like the Lakers. I would probably trend toward the under in this game just because for both of these teams, I mean, for the Warriors, you know, you've got guys like Oubre, you've got guys like Wiggins, you've got guys who can score and on the Lakers, you know, Kuz can eventually get you something. But I mean, outside of those guys, who's who, exactly who's, <laughs> who's getting a bucket in this game outside of probably like those few guys, if not, you know, more, especially with the Lakers, you know, having all their injuries with Schroeder, Morris, Kuzma is day-to-day. Yeah, Morris can get you a bucket. But, I mean, either way, (laughs) not too many players, I feel like, will be getting buckets in this game outside of Curry and LeBron. So I would ride the under in this game as well. So give me Lakers. Give me whatever, whatever under they decide to put out, unless they hear me and make the line really low. But So what do you guys think? Lakers, Warriors. So... 
I'm gonna I'm gonna spice things up here. I'm gonna go Golden State here. Um, hot, hot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go Golden State. Kelly Oubre has been playing really well recently. He hasn't had a game where he scored under ten points since January, so a month ago. <laughs> um, after that god awful start to a season. Start. Oh, my oh my god, he had he was terrible, and now he's averaging like. 20 points a game pretty recently. Steph Curry's been on fire too. You know, after people were writing them off a couple weeks ago, the Warriors are back. They're 18 and 15. They're the seventh seed. Um, yeah, something to note. You know, they moved up a lot. They were projected to be in position for two top five picks about two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago with the Timberwolves pick and then theirs. And now they're contending for a playoff spot. So give me the Warriors tomorrow. Lakers a little bit beat up too, like you said, Bobby. Um, LeBron, I can see him, you know, carrying the Lakers to a win either against Portland or Golden State, but not both, realistically. Hmm, I like that. I like that. I like what you said, Bobby, when you said that the uh, the Warriors got a lot of guys that can play defense. Andrew Wiggins has taken another step defensively. He is playing defense on another level this season. I would not be surprised if he made an All NBA defensive team. Uh, and I and I do agree with both of you in that aspect. In terms of, I also think the Warriors are going to win. They are playing really good basketball as of late, especially because of Steph Curry. Big shocker. Uh, the guy gets his hand healthy and he's back to being that guy who's just unstoppable yeah. from. Anywhere on the court, really. Uh, James Wiseman is also back, so add a good center to that team. Draymond has been playing bas- has been playing incredible basketball as well. Um, just in terms of you know, obviously he doesn't score a whole lot. He can if he wants to, but his ability, else. <laughs> his ability to play, his ability to play defense. He knows where guys are supposed to be. Like I think James Wiseman is going to have such a good NBA career just because Draymond, Draymond is going to be coaching. Because Draymond is going to be coaching him up. Him, yeah, and And yeah, Wiseman's defense was, I think, one of the question marks. But I think now that that's going to be answered just because of the fact that Draymond's going to be there. I mean, yeah, this is still a team that can make noise, and they would especially be making noise if they had Clay, Clay. Thompson. Mm-hmm. But miss that guy. That's definitely I a team. I, that's definitely a team. If I was a, if if I was a top team in the West, I would not want to see them in the first round. I am going Warriors in this game. One hundred percent agree with you there. Uh, really quickly before Aiden makes his pick, I just wanted to add that an underrated part of James Wiseman's game that could develop because of Draymond Green being there is his passing. Mm-hmm. I mean, True. Wiseman's already a pretty good defender and has a solid inside the paint right. game. But Draymond Green's one of the best passing bigs in the NBA. I wouldn't really consider him a big because he's still like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, but he plays down in the paint, so he has to kick the ball a lot, and he's putting up a career high in assists this year. 8.4 assists for Draymond Green. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Bang, bang. So Draymond Green putting up career high assists. You could see James Wiseman starting to do the same over the next couple of years with Draymond tutoring him. So you all three have Warriors? I got Lakers. Mm-hmm. Well, had Lakers. I had right. Lakers, yeah. Right, yeah, I'm with you, Bobby, on the <laughs> under. Um, I think really the only two scoring threats, like you said, are Curry and LeBron. I mean, Montrez Harrell, I, <laughs> we'll see. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I got the Lakers in this one. I think they'll beat Portland tonight. They'll be feeling that momentum, and they'll carry it on to uh, Sunday. That's when this game is, correct? Yeah, yeah. Sunday, 8 p.m. Um and also, if I remember correctly, the Warriors won the last game, right? They came against back. The they beat the Pacers, yeah. No, 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 against the Lakers. Oh, against the Lakers. Oh. Let me look. I, if I remember correctly, they were down big and they came back. Um, 
Let's yeah, let me know how many, but um, I just I don't see them. 115-113 against the Lakers, January 18th. Yeah. So. Yeah, they made a pretty big comeback. Um, outscored the Lakers by 18 points in the second half. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, different matchup this time, but uh, I just don't see it happening again. All right, so we've got... Lakers, Lakers, Warriors, Warriors, herd, herd. Yeah, um, kind of try to keep track of those picks too, because you know if we, if you come back on, you've got a bad record, you know. We gonna <laughs> gotta make you it can back up. me for my two and four right now, but we gonna get there. <laughs> All right, so we will move on to our next segment: who hot, who not. Teams, this can go like teams, players. Um, I'll start with who hot, no pun intended, but the Suns are hot. Won 11 of their last 13. We saw the comeback they had, or no, they came back on the Nets the other day, not the other way around, was it? No, the Nets did come back on okay, the Nets. I was mind. watching that, that game. Was the one I game. remember okay. that one. That was a pretty good game. Harden Harden them over. Yeah. yeah. So, James Harden's. Yeah, 11 of the last 13. Um, Booker, oh, during that span, 26.1 points on 51.7% from the field, 41.7% from three. Ayton in that span as well has been a walking double-double, 13 points, 12 boards. I'm really excited to see how he develops, you know, throughout his season, throughout his career. I've, yeah, the Suns. I mean, coming into this year especially, like, I didn't really know what to make of the Suns because, you know, last year they weren't they weren't all that. And then, you know, they add Chris Paul, which, you know, I didn't think the Thunder were going to do good either. And I didn't think the Suns were going to be all that improved with Chris Paul. But look at them now. Chris they, Paul, sorry for cutting no, you go off, ahead. Bobby, but Chris Paul lo- honestly keeps getting, like, underrated every year. Every year. And now he the got, Suns are 20 and 11. He got written off last year with OKC. Everybody knows I wrote that. Him off. It, infamous <laughs> like too. that little infamous stat picture okc has 0.01 percent chance to make the playoffs all that you know just because the style of cp3's play i mean obviously he's not at this point in his career is not the guy to carry a team but he just can fit well within any roster because he, he's just yeah. such a great player he's one of those score. lebron james type players who can elevate the players around them and it's insane how much he does that Suns are making it very clear this year. You know, they had a great bubble run last year, went 8-0, almost had that playoff spot, but missed out on the last day. Um, that made me... I felt so bad for the I Suns did, too. The bubble. I mean, they had, that oh was an God. amazing run. I love the memes coming out of it, too. It's just like, you go in, go 8-0, and you still go home. Just like, Gosh, man, yep. like, what do they have what, to do? What else do they have to do? Fun fact about the Suns, though. They oh, are 29th in pace this year. Mm-hmm. 29th? Yeah. They are one of the slowest teams in the NBA. Like I said last episode, the CPP. Yeah, the Chris Paul pace. Chris Paul pace. Yeah. Running it. Um, all right. Uh, so who do you guys have as hot right now? Player, team. Honestly, you could just say coach, GM, um, stat, keeper. I, would, I don't I, know. I would say. I would say. Podcaster. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dallas and Philly, really. Dallas has been playing really well lately. They were again. They were their first rounder is owned by the Knicks this year of all teams. Um, but from the Kristaps trade, but 
you know, a couple weeks ago, that pick, just like the Warriors pick, was also projected to be top five-ish. So that would have ended up in New York, but the Mavs fought their way out of it. They're the 10 seed now. They've won seven out of their last 10, and Philly's just been playing great basketball. Joel Embiid, MVP level. And um, can we give a shout-out to superstar Nikola Jokic? I think yes. he's definitely earned that type of, you know— consideration he's definitely a superstar now he's got to be considered in like the top eight players in the nba realistically. I, last year i kept saying he was the best center in the nba obviously you know this year with joel Embiid doing what he's doing it's a pretty heated argument when it comes to that but i mean if he's not if Jokic ain't number one in center he's he's top two yeah i just don't see other centers doing the things that he can do i don't think other centers most centers can't do the things that Jokic does. No. I mean, he leads his team in points, rebounds, assists. What big man does that? Jokic is categorically Jokic having it? a career best season all the way across the board statistically, except for steals. Eh, they got a block. Guys sorry, <laughs> by zero point one less block. That's it. Seven points higher than his career average. Ten rebounds a game. Eight assists. He's got three 40-point games this season, and he has had four throughout his entire career yeah. before this season. He's insane. It's nice Simply to see put. competition amongst the centers again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. It's like, yeah, you see this almost revival of the yeah. big man. Yeah, like, I was... Especially, yeah, you look around the league right now, not just Jokic, not just Embiid, but like we mentioned, you've got Cat, we've got DeAndre Ayton, a nice young upcoming center. Um, Vucevic. Vucevic. Wiseman. Wiseman. Vucevic is yeah. one of the un- most underrated big men in the league, 100%. Yeah. I think people yeah. just don't the like him. the most underrated player. Yeah, honestly. I think people just don't like him just because he's a little slow-footed on the defensive end. But like, I mean, not even that. He... Dude plays for Orlando. He plays for I'm the sorry. Yeah, that's that's they haven't been relevant since Dwight Howard and that Jameer helps. Nelson were running mm-hmm. that team, but like. Aaron Aflalo over there. Yup. Aaron Aflalo. All right. Um, I got two. Perfect. I was uh, going to say, I'm like, who's turn to say? <laughs> Obviously, the Nets are the Nets. I mean, they're just on a roll right now, but I have to point out uh, Harden. James Harden's leading the league in assists. Um, was it 11? I was about to say, he, I think he's right over 11. Wow. Yeah. Harden's leading the yeah. league, huh? Over, <laughs> and Kyrie's not even up there. It's nuts. But um, And then also, Bulls. Bulls have won, I want to say, I want to say they've gone 7-3 and three in their mm-hmm. last 10 games, yeah. Zach Levine just named uh, to the All-Star team. I think, I think they're looking good. They're making a name for themselves right now. I'm I'm gonna be a little bit of a contrarian. You said who's hot, who's not. Everybody's going with teams. I'm just going with a player because he was the first Her. thing I thought of when we were when we were thinking of players. And uh, we're talking about Jokic, so uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about guards who are Canadian, but not on his team. Not Jamal Murray. I'm thinking Shea Gillis Alexander. This guy in his third season stepped it up from 19 points a game to he's averaging about 23 and a half this season. He's shooting it at 42% from three on five attempts. Uh, he's a good defender. He's averaging five rebounds and six assists. When he's not really a, a a primary point guard, but averaging six assists. So impressive playmaker. Uh, his his offensive ability is him still steadily improving when he was already pretty tremendous right. as and I a mean, scorer. You saw just like a fraction of what he could do their last game against yeah. San Antonio when he dropped 42. 
he is becoming a star. I know that the Thunder are not a very good team, but he is very clearly their best player, and right. he has got a very bright future ahead of him. I'm a big Shea Gilgis Alexander fan. I believe he. The thing is, is as a snub, he was a he's been a great player, but there are so many good players. There are right. so many good guards, especially in the West. So it might be the young by bi- the age bias too. I mean, he's twenty three. Yeah, he's twenty three yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. He's twenty. Yep. He is young. He's as actually twenty two. Yeah, he's twenty two. Never mind. He's, he's ever even been younger. <laughs> like, oh he's my even god. Younger. Yeah. He's my age out there putting up twenty four points a game in the NBA. He's like, <laughs> he'll be fine. But um, yeah, that's my guy. Pa- painful fact about him is he is the Pistons draft pick from a couple of years ago. Yes, he is. Nice. He was, yep, he was traded for Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, though, if, I know obviously they can't get Paul George without trading Shea Gilgis, but imagine if they somehow kept intact Shea Gilgis, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. That'd be, I would, I think we would have seen, uh, seen maybe a little bit less of him. His development definitely would have been stunted. Mm-hmm. He got helped a lot by A, Chris Paul, True. and B, being a starter. Right. He started a lot of games last year for them. Patrick Beverly would start over him for the Clippers, and they already have, what, Trez and Morris in the front quarter, whoever they had, right. you know, Zubox or whatever. I would have seen more of a logjam for Gildas Alexander. So, True. you know, and he wasn't, his ceiling honestly wasn't as high as it was when he was still on the Clippers or right when he was being traded, you know. Right. He, the picks were more seen as the centerpiece of the deal, but now when you look back on it, it's more Shea Gildas. Shea Gildas. Exactly. Um, Alright, so... Did you have another? I just said that one. Okay. Did everyone go hot? I got one more. Oh, yeah, you did? Yeah, yeah. Wizards. Yeah. Wizards have won six of the last seven. They're on a roll right now. Beating some of the best teams, too. Just beat the Lakers? Yeah. The Wizards are good. I mean, they they have not only a crap load of uh, postponements and all Mm -hmm. that, but, you know, they have to work in Russ. He's not really, you know... Uh, cuddly teddy bear type <laughs> from what we've heard from other players so I don't know I've always liked Westbrook just because I, did, I don't know I'm like he I think he just gets an unfair rap in the fact that oh Russell Westbrook's stat chasing like oh all he cares about is the stats I mean what so if he so what are you gonna say when he don't rebound no more yeah. What are you going to say when he doesn't pass anymore? Or, like, something like that. Then is he not stat chasing? Then it's, no, then it'll be, oh, Russell Westbrook is, isn't playing as hard. He, he wants out and blah, blah. I mean, the one thing I love about Russell Westbrook, because, like, we did our top three players last week, he was so close mm-hmm. be- for me because he comes in and brings it every single game. It don't matter if he's on the Wizards, if he's on, he could be on the Pistons and still come out with that same mean Triple-double energy. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I love about Russell, and if people are going to hate on him for playing harder than everyone else, then... That's their problem. What are you going to do? Right. But... Yeah. Yeah, that's my Russell Westbrook rant for the day. So, <laughs> your weekly Russell Westbrook rant. Yeah, just to remind everyone. <laughs> so, who's not hot? We'll move on to that. I have a team who's playing right now. Actually, I don't know what the score is, but the Boston Celtics. Ooh. 
Five and nine in the month of February, not too good. And I did some deep digging for this stat. Per game, like you know how they have player efficiency rating, like points, rebounds, assists, steals, minus all the bad stuff you do, so like minus missed shots. This is basically a team. their team efficiency rating over the last month is negative 15.5. So on average, per game, they are down about 15 and a half stats to other teams, whether it be points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. So they're just... They're not getting it done right now. I mean, Kemba Walker's back, but, you know, he's been hurt for a long time. He's only played, I think, this is his 17th game he's playing in right now this season. It's around 16 or 17. Marcus Smart has barely sniffed the floor with injuries as well. But that's going to happen in the NBA, even, you know, in a regular year. So right now, this I would have the Celtics as what you would call not hot. Yeah, I definitely think they're the biggest disappointment of the season so far um just the the fact that they have two all-stars yeah. and as of now borderline not, three if Kemba's healthy like yeah, yeah <laughs> Kemba mean, is falling off a cliff this year he has been right yeah just the fact that they're ninth in the east two all-stars I, it's insane yeah, I mean, I agree with you on Boston. That was one of them I was thinking about. They are not playing well at all in their last few games, and it's and it's it's really Brown and Tatum, and then it really just drops off a cliff, especially if Kemba's shooting the way he's been shooting the last couple of games. Uh, they they're a team that I thought could actually be a real Eastern Conference contender. I'm really backtracking on that right now. They lack, you know, they lack a true center. They lack a lot of depth. It's a lot of young guys on that team that come off the bench. I mean, they're playing they're playing their first round rookie. I was a big Aaron Neesmith fan, but he's playing a lot of significant minutes and that's and that's not be good great, for me, Neesmith, but not it, so good for the Celtics right now. It like. could yeah, it could be good for him going forward, but I feel like it could be a similar Shea Gillis Alexander situation where they trade him in it with, you know, if they're trying to get another top star and then he could end up somewhere else and being really good. Uh, but yeah, Boston is definitely that team that's just not great at all. Play, not playing great at all. Brad Stevens is, might be on the hot seat a little bit right now because they're because because there's there's expectations in Boston and, and yeah. he's just not meeting them. Which the is so unfortunate just considering yeah. everything he's done for them. Brad mm-hmm. Stevens. Yeah, he, you know more to speak along to what Aiden was saying, like Brad Stevens kind of brought them back from the dead. Yeah. You know, the we all thought that Boston was done. I personally thought Boston was done for once Doc Rivers left and they showed it the first couple of years mm-hmm. or the first year he was gone. Yeah. And then they brought in Stevens and then, oh man, Isaiah Thomas happened. That team was really fun to watch. You know? man. Oh yeah, IT was fun. Love so, that dude. I mean, Brad Stevens has earned his credit with the Boston fans, but... Now it's time for expectations to be met, and he's not doing that. You know, so many years of exceeding expectations can only do so much when you have them mountain high going into one year and you flop. Mm-hmm. The other team I had that is not playing well at all is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They started off the season really strong. They were in the playoff picture real early in the season, and then they have just completely fallen apart. They're 2-8 and eight in their last... Uh, 10 games, but they have won their last two. I'd, I I don't think it'll do much. Um, I had Colin Sexton as a guy who I thought could make the All-Star ga- team at the beginning of the season because he was just playing incredible basketball, but I think that kind of, I think that kind of, the, the, the expectations there tempered a little bit just because of the fact that 
Cleveland is not very good. I don't think Kevin Love's even seen the court this season. I'm not sure if he's even played in a game at all. Uh, they just look so disoriented. There's really just no there's no cohesion with this offense whatsoever. Uh, they they had to throw Isaac Okoro, their first-round pick, into the fire right away, and he has not you know, responded that well. I don't blame him very much. It's a tough situation to be in, but Cleveland is just not looking good at all. That's my not-hot team. Um, I'm going to have an interesting not-so-hot team. The Pelicans. Yeah. The Pelicans have been all right this year. They've been mediocre. You know, they were supposed to be a team that was supposed to be, you know, top five, top six seed. Make that kind of next step as Carter just made the motion, you know, kind of along with Atlanta. Sorry, Carter. No, you're right. I thought Atlanta was top three deepest team in the league coming into the season. That really hasn't worked. You know, both Atlanta and New Orleans have the same record right now, 14 and 18 each. Um, Both didn't perform last month. New Orleans was an abysmal four of nine. They're seven and seven so far this month. They've been picking things back up, but really not where I personally expected them to be at this point in the season going into the all-star break where they'd be, you know, below 500. I thought Zion was Zion has been playing really well, to be fair, but their defense is not anywhere near what I thought it would be. They're rated 28th in the league on defensive efficiency on a team with, you know, Zion, who's an all right defender. I wouldn't say he's insane. Lonzo Ball is a pretty good defender. Eric Bledsoe is a pretty good defender. Steven Adams is a good defender, too. Like, they have solid defenders, and they're 28th, which is, you know, underwhelming. So, and. Personally, also didn't like the Stan Van Gundy hire. I know I'm, you know, killing the Pelicans right now, but I didn't like the Stan Van Gundy hire. He wasn't yeah, just put him in the dirt. He, Go ahead, he was supposed no. to he was supposed to be that kind of dude for Detroit who, you know, brought up a young team, you know, that he was here when Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond were quote unquote the centerpieces of the franchise. Um yeah. You know, that worked really well. But he was brought here to bring up a young team and he didn't bring it up. He dragged it down, traded for Blake, all that fun stuff, you know, and I can see him only doing the same with New Orleans. He's not the right guy to lead them. They needed a younger coach. Didn't get him. Who's your cold teams in? Um, even More though players. I'm going to go with the Lakers, even though I just uh, had them winning my two picks tonight, but um, <laughs> they're, so uh, they're not hot now, but they will yes. get at. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I just, I don't see this drought going on any longer. I mean, they've lost four in a row, obviously no AD, no Schroeder, but LeBron's got to carry the weight. I mean, especially if he wants that MVP this year, he's got to be able to make statements without AD. And it might, I mean, it may come down to it where AD's not there um, in the playoffs, he, you know, he's been injury prone. Anything can happen. We've seen him with tons of great teams. So, AD definitely had a few scary moments in the finals too, where you know you right. thought he like tore something or did something like that. And, you know, he, I'm, I don't know if I'm remembering this right, but I'm pretty sure his only year at Kentucky, he was in and out of injuries also um, before they went to the tournament. So. Something to look for going down the line for the Lakers. More AD injury concerns, possibly. I thought every time he hit the ground, I was like, all right, he's done for like yeah. four weeks now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You hate seeing players go out like that, especially like if they're as high caliber as Anthony Davis, because yeah. not only are they not playing, you know, 
I don't get to watch him play. You know, I like watching Anthony Davis. You know, it's fun to watch a top five player in the NBA, you know. But, yeah, that could really hinder them down the stretch. So we will go to anyone else have a who's not hot? Not really, no. I I mean, I don't see any other teams like doing terrible. Right. The bad teams look pretty bad. Shout out to the Knicks for going 16 and 17. Hey. I mean, I don't know how, but they did it. <laughs> They're doing it. So, I mean, oh, but go ahead. S- sorry for cutting you off. No, you're good. But really quickly, like the thing with the Knicks that I can see them doing is doing what the Pistons did a couple years ago, where they like are sit five, six, seven seed, eight seed, hanging around that bottom seeding. You know, and they're not really a team that's going to win a title. Yeah. But they're wasting, you know, draft picks. Not, yeah, they're essentially wasting draft picks by drafting so late out of the lottery. This year is a deep class, talented draft class, to say the least, you know. Are the Knicks really doing themselves any good here by winning? It Realistically? Seems like, a, like a very Knicks thing to do then, to yeah. win when the lot, like the class is deep and then, you know, get number one when they, uh, they don't so need deep. it. Yeah, when they don't need it. Well, I mean, everyone. Like they needed with Zion last year, (laughs) two years ago. (laughs) All right, so we'll move on. Some interesting storylines from last night's NBA action from the Sixers and Mavs game. Mavericks win that one, 111-97. Some quotes after the game, one from Seth Curry about, because, you know, he was on the Mavericks last year, and, of course, you know, pointing at Mark Cuban on Shark Tank, he said, quote, I just think they made a bad business decision, but it happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And also... Oh. Yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) Seems like Seth's pretty butthurt he got traded. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think he should be. (laughs) He He got an expanded role. Exactly. I don't know why he's complaining. I don't know. Right. Especially like it, the it, Sixers are in first. Yeah. Like why? It was a, overall it was a business decision for both teams. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't a bad business decision. Mavs needed a defender. They had too many shooters. <laughs> they didn't need Curry. I think Curry's <laughs> trying to go back to Dallas. This is a PR move. Maybe <laughs> just you know what? I've, you made a bad decision. You should probably bring me back, right, Mark? Like <laughs> maybe he doesn't like playing for his father-in-law. That's ooh, that yeah. could be one too. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'd never say anything bad about Philly, but maybe he doesn't like Philly. You know? Locker room He's, drama. No, yeah, exactly. We've got all that drama. And another quote from last night, which some people will find very interesting. Quote, I feel like I'm the best defensive player in the league. I can guard one through <laughs> five, end quote. That was Ben Simmons last night to the inside the NBA crew. So, Carter, you're about before, to explode. Yeah, before Carter, 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 before, Carter, before Car- Carter blows his lid here, how about something controversial not being said by the analyst, but by a player on inside the NBA? True. That's a first. Take a back seat, Shaq. Yep. Shaq and going? Barkley got told to sit down by Simmons. But go ahead, Carter. <sighs> He's right. Ooh. Ben Simmons is right as being the best defensive player in the league. I've been saying this for a while now, and I'm glad that he said it, and more people will start to think it. And 
Here's the thing. This was last season, but this is a very important thing to bring up. NBA players were guarded by Ben Simmons. Trey Young, 18%, 2 of 11. LeBron, 22%, 2 of 9. Jimmy Butler, 25%, 3 of 12. Pascal Siakam, 26%, 5 of 19. Russell Westbrook, 29%, 4 of 14. Jason Tatum, 31%, 5 of 16. James Harden, 3 of 9, 33%. Bradley Beal, 6 of 14, 42%. And Shea Gilgis Alexander, 42%, 3 of 7. When you go to Ben Simmons Island, you don't come back. <laughs> he was right. He can guard 1 through 5. As somebody who's been a Ben Simmons fan since he stepped foot at LSU, I'm glad he's finally getting the recognition as the defensive player that he deserves to be. He deserves that recognition. I'm very glad that people are bringing it up. They always bring up a three-point shot, but they don't mention that he's pretty much elite in every other facet of the game, and especially, I think, that is anchored by his great defense. More to go off what you're saying, he is elite in every other facet of the game except for shooting. Ben Simmons with a jump shot would be an unquestioned top five player in the league, 100%. You'd put him up there with like LeBron and Giannis because he'd be that much more versatile. Ben Simmons, as is, is averaging what? Like 15 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. That's not terrible at all for a 6'10 point guard, but imagine how much that transforms his passing game into scoring if he gets a jump shot. He's been scoring a lot better recently. That's yeah. why you got that all-star nod, as he knew that was on the line. I'm not going to disagree that. Obviously, he's becoming an elite defensive player, but if he wants to win the award, which I think is a bit of a stretch, I mean, he doesn't have the numbers. He's fifth in steals. Nope, he's not top five in blocks. I mean, that's that's what hold, is going to hold him back. I mean, that's why Rudy Gobert wins it every, every, every year. That's true, yeah. Yeah, that, just to kind of tail on um, Aiden's point. I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong, Ben Simmons is a great defender, but you know the numbers might not necessarily back that up. He is 16th in the NBA in defensive rating, which, of course, is not bad by any means. You're If you're a top 20 in anything, in any sport, you know, you're doing good, but... For him to say he's the best defender and have a defensive rating like that and his defensive win shares right now are tied for 13th. Yikes. Well, not 13th, but there's... Because, you know, with this far in the season, you can only add so many win shares. But technically, if we were to count the ties, let's see, there's Gobert in first, LeBron in second... Giannis and Julius tied for 1.9, so that'd be tied for third, tied for fourth. So technically he's tied for sixth with a bunch of other people at 1.5 defensive win shares. But do I think he can win the defensive player of the year? Of course. I mean, like you just rattled off those numbers, Carter, He, that's what it is. You know, he when he has to guard someone who people are saying, oh, he's all that in a bag of chips, he takes their chips he eats them in front of their face and then throws the wrapper back at them and says, better luck next time. So <laughs> I do I do think he can do it, of course. I mean, do I think he will? Now that is a great question, though. That's the thing is I don't know if he'll ever get that recognition. You know, yeah. I don't think he'll ever. I don't, I don't know. If There's just so much his negativity surrounding him. Like, just like, oh, he can't shoot. He can't do this. He's holding Philly back because he can't shoot. Blah, blah, blah. Like, he just has too much negative storylines attached to him, which I think is 
not very fair. But I agree. World ain't fair, unfortunately. So, anything else on Ben Simmons, Seth Curry? Oh, uh, Ben Simmons. You know, I, what at what point do you think he he starts to become not? I wouldn't. I don't want to say a waste of talent, but like a player in the same class as Andrew Wiggins, where hey, he didn't live up to potential, but he's still a good player. I think it depends on how the Sixers do as a team if they can keep this right. up. Really? And yeah, I mean. It's also hard because right now, I mean, Embiid is a MVP contender, so he's kind of in his shadow. But. Yeah. I think, I don't know, Simmons, I feel like, because he's always been, like, the man. Like, wherever he's gone, he's number one playing for play ranked player in high school at LSU. He was the man. You know, they asked him to do everything. I think once, and or not Embiid, once Simmons can just kind of, like, because he, like you guys have said, he's he does so many things. But I just, I think he feels sort of like almost not out of place, but he has to find like his role. Like his, this is what he does, period. And if he can add a mid-range jump shot to what he does, period, even, he becomes much more of a lethal player. So, yeah, Ben Simmons. I think he'll be, I don't know, like... But see, like going along with like what my question was, you know, how many more years before he doesn't before develop? No, before he doesn't <laughs> develop that jump shot, are you like, you know, if he doesn't develop for a couple more years, are you starting to put him in that Andrew Wiggins type of class where hey, you know, they're still a really good player. I mean, Simmons is obviously a better player than Wiggins as is, but like they'll be categorized the same way where they were hyped coming in, they played pretty well. Simmons played exceptionally well, has played exceptionally well up until this point in his career, but he never took that next step to become that great kind of player. Andrew Wiggins were waiting on more of like an offensive burst in terms of just higher volume scoring. That's all he needs to really take that next step. He's a solid defender and all of that, but he needs more volume scoring just as Ben Simmons needs a three-point shot. That and... Ben Simmons is 24, so yeah. to answer your wow. question, I would say that's what I, it's got to be sooner rather a, than later. In the next later, couple of years, otherwise know? Philly is going to give up on Simmons, and then it becomes an issue. Because as of right now, they, if they give up on Embiid, they're stupid. So well, they, I, if they had to choose one to go right I now, think, it's clearly I, Simmons. You know they what? have to make that decision. I think they do in this offseason. I think, be so I think that all, they do have to. No, Carter's right. With all the trade rumors they had going on this offseason with Simmons for Harden, Simmons for Harden, Simmons and Tybal or Simmons and Maxi or Simmons and whoever for Harden. Simmons is going to be that guy who's out the door. Embiid's establishing himself as a more dominant player. You know, people said, hey, maybe if Embiid takes a step back this year, they'll consider trading him. He has done anything but that. He's become a better player this year. Simmons is going to be the one who's on the trading block if he doesn't figure it out this offseason, honestly, for Philly. And if they can't win a title. Because that's what the expectation is now. They're playing to the first seed by a couple of games. You know, that's what the expectation has to be in Philly now. Well, that, I feel like if you put Ben Simmons on a team with shooters, then, like, like I was saying, like, you put Giannis on Golden State. What if you put Ben Simmons on Golden State with a healthy Steph, a healthy Clay, a healthy Wiseman? Like, obviously, you can't, like, obviously, they might get hurt. But, I mean... You throw him in with that lineup, I just think people would appreciate him a lot more in what he does. Even though he can't shoot. Because guess what? On that team, 
You don't have to. Yeah. There are other guys right. that could do Dream it. So on. just or go to like go to the Rockets. <laughs> Let them hoist threes all around you. You ain't gotta shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and Draymond hasn't been a great shooter in recent years. I mean exactly. the Warriors still make it work. Right. Every Ex- year. Exactly. That's why I felt like last year they did Ben Simmons no favors when they had that lineup of it was him and Bede, Al Horford, yeah. Tobias Harris, and Josh Richardson. The highest three point shooter in that lineup was Josh Richardson. And he shot it at like 38%. Yeah. Or even when they had that many attempts. Richardson too, didn't need I to mean. shoot at that clip, which is why they traded him. They needed more of a volume three point scorer. Yeah. They so, got Curry. Yeah. And like Elton Brand did Ben Simmons no favors by giving him no spacing. Right. Yeah. So there was nothing he could do. This year it's, it's, it's different because you have, yeah, because Daryl. Morey came in and he helped Ben Simmons that way getting getting Seth Curry getting uh, Furkan Korkmaz can shoot it uh, Isaiah Joe from Arkansas the rookie he can shoot it pretty well too Tyrese Maxey and Tyrese Maxey who's playing who had been playing pretty good ball for a little while I don't know how he's done recently but I know he was good for a while yeah. and that trade worked out I think with the Seth Curry trade it worked out for both teams pretty well because as you said you know the Sixers needed shooting they got Seth Curry a guy who can shoot the ball pretty well. And Josh Richardson, who Dallas needed another perimeter defender pretty bad. Like, Josh Richardson is a good 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, I think. And that allows them to do so much more defensively uh, at that guard position. He can switch on to a couple different positions. We've seen Luka take a step forward defensively this season as well. That's probably part of why I think Dallas could be a team that could make a run. Uh, but... With yeah, with Seth Curry, I don't I don't understand what he was he was arguing about, but I think that trade was good for both teams. I yeah. think he just wanted to make news. Yeah. He's like, Man, my brother get all this recognition. I ain't got no recognition. <laughs> wait, wait. Just kidding. I'll give uh, you a stat. Um one of the Curry brothers has the highest single season three point percentage of all time. And it's, it's not, not Seth. I was about to say it's, <laughs> it's, it's Seth. It's <laughs> Seth. Let's Seth's go. also a career higher three point shooter, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's a Carter. 44% three-point shooter. 44.5. I think he might be higher than four his brother a game. on this. At career. least he's more likely to hit a three than Tom Brady is to get the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl. Did you guys see that stat? Yeah. That's after, insane. After wow. this season, Tom like after <laughs> making it to the Super Bowl this season, Tom Brady is more likely to make it to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to hit a three-point shot. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. I was saying, it I might just be a basketball it. podcast, but <laughs> yeah, Tom but like, Brady's dominant. Wow. It has to be acknowledged <laughs> everywhere. But not. But hey, not more likely than Seth. That's so therefore, Seth over Steph. <laughs> All right. Well, we also got to touch on a little bit of, I guess, sad news. It's Malik Beasley. Disappointing, you know, Yeah. Suspended 12 games after pleading guilty to a felony charge of threatening to commit a crime of violence for the purpose of terrorizing another person that was on CBS that was very long or very long explanation basically he's arrested in September after threatening some people who were standing outside of his house he threatened them with a gun search warrant came through found a lot of the Mary Jane and a gun that he did not own so it was stolen so just wanted to touch on that it stinks for Malik Beasley the one thing also when I when I read these, I the first thing I think is just like, why? Like you have, when I was growing up, I would have given an arm and a leg to be in the NBA. You know, like you have this amazing opportunity. You are making millions of dollars. Hitting my mic, I'm getting so into. <laughs> You're making millions of dollars playing a game, 
and yet you're you're playing Doing different what you love. and yet you're playing different games off the court. Stupid games, games you can't win. You can't win that game. Like, oh my goodness, it's just it it upsets me. It makes it's not so I don't know. It just makes me upset that people would take that opportunity and do something like that. That's all. It's just because I would love to be in the NBA, but I can't be in the NBA. There's only a couple hundred people who get to be in the NBA at a time. So it's a pretty exclusive club. Beasley, mm-hmm. Beasley has really taken a step since he got traded from Denver to Minnesota. Yeah, he's playing well this he, year yeah. too. I mean, in the four, he had his own little bubble with Minnesota. Minnesota didn't make the playoffs or the bubble, so they were done for the year. Um, once the NBA got sent packing, but in the 14 games he played with Minnesota, he started every single one of them on alongside D'Angelo Russell. He dropped 20 a game. Yeah. On five rebounds, shooting, what, like four, 47% from the field, 43% from three. That's, I mean, that was a small enough sample size for some uh, plenty of teams. To be like, come on over. Yeah. <laughs> and he ended up sticking with Minnesota, signing for four years, 60 million, 15-year AV. Not terrible. And he was doing the same thing this year. 20 points a game, five rebounds. Shooting a little bit worse, you know, 450 from the field. Um, sorry, 45% from the field, 40% from three. Not terrible, but it's kind of like, like Bobby was saying, a what the heck are you doing moment, you know? Why? It's just frustrating. Simple. Yeah. That's all. It's just, you know? Yeah. Like, it's and like, I, mean, I would have loved to just like, what were you like? What just what were you thinking? And the thing you know, is, what were you thinking with the stigma around marijuana now? You know, it's a lot less legal. I yeah, mean, it's what? it's it's become legalized and it's a lot less stigmatized <laughs> right. amongst the NBA now. You know, it's Matt, more so the Matt the Barnes had that. Yeah, that Matt Barnes him, had that article a few years ago where he talked about how much he smoked and how much he knows players smoke. Like that isn't as big a deal as waving around a gun you don't exactly. own. Exactly. Why would you do that? Exactly. So, we will move on from Malik. And, oh yeah, by the way, I saw the stat on the website. I just memorized this. That those 12 games will cost Malik Beasley a total of $1.21 million. So. That's a house. (laughs) That's more than a house. I mean, oh my God. That's that's a a life. That's a nice boat. That's a life. (laughs) That's a yacht. I mean, holy That's a That's a Jordan Belfort yacht. Exactly. (laughs) But anyways, we'll move on to our... Second to last topic here. All-Star Reserves announced. So, for the Beasts of the East, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vucevic, all reserves for the East. And from the best in the West, you've got, well, not Anthony Davis anymore, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul and Zion Williamson. And for the replacements, DeMontis Sabonis will replace KD in the East, who's nursing that hamstring injury. And Booker will replace AD in the West, who many thought Booker should have been on there in the first place. But yeah. like like we said off the show, I guess the All-Star Committee does not like shooting guards because we saw a similar thing last year with Bradley Beal. Oh, he was man. the only player. Bradley Beal was... He was the only player ever averaging 30 before the All-Star game. It was like 30 or right around 30. Whatever he was averaging, no one has averaged that many points and not made an All-Star And then he went and averaged 35 after the All-Star game. Exactly. Just just to stunt on everybody who thought he wasn't good enough. Right. So so what do we think about these 
reserves. You guys think maybe someone should have got in over someone? Obviously, we just touched on Booker. He's in. So what do you guys think? Or even just all-star thoughts in general. Like a lot of people don't think they should even be playing this game. So what are your guys' thoughts? I don't envy the people who have to pick the all-star reserves. Oh, I don't either. Uh, that no is, I mean, it's, I know it's the coach. I know I'll, it's the coaches. I'll critique the crap out of them, yeah. but I don't want to do it. Yeah, I would never. I mean, you can never get it right. Ever. You, you can never get it right. You'll never You'll never have anybody be like, yeah, that's good. Write this guy down. shouldn't be Never get anything. it right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like I mean, the college football playoff. Right. Exactly. Like Sabonis, a guy who's averaging like 27, 11, and 5 on a team that's in the playoffs right now. Sabonis is putting up 27? Something like that. Or it might be 21. Holy moly. It might be 21. It's 27 or 21. But either way, he's he's, he's stuffed in the stat sheet and he's the best player on a playoff team. Um, There's a lot of factors that I think go into this. Because like Sabonis is obviously a great player, but it's like, what is the fan? What what do fans want to watch when they watch the All-Star game? They want to see, you know, they want to see the ankle breakers. They want to see the deep threes. They want to see dunks and everything. So I think that has to go into it, putting the most exciting players in the game. So it's like if you're if if you're watching a game and 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 it gets down to seeing Rudy Gobert in the post against Nikola Vucevic doing post hooks. You see that all the time in the regular season. You don't want to watch that in an All Star right. game. So I mean, but they are. Def- but the thing is that they're deserving. So you 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 kind of you have to figure out that balance. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they're going with the same kind of game format that they did yeah, last I year. I hope so. Um, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It actually it gave it like a good a ending. Competitive. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. it was competitive at the end. Like they yep. were they were playing hard. One of the teams came back too. Yeah, it was a pretty yeah. Yeah, fun team game. Bam, bam. Kyle, Kyle Lowry <laughs> took all those charges. I remember that. Yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. That was like who would have thought in an all star game you see. Dude's taking charges like holy cow, but I don't know. I for the game, like I just do. You have to have a game this year. Like I, of course, like I will never complain about the All Star game. Like I'll never complain about watching an All Star game. But like just with this year, you're bringing in so many different guys. You're bringing in so from so many different places. Like. Someone is going to get sick. Period. Like it's gonna it's gonna happen. The chances are really exactly. High, yeah. And it's like why? Why take why take those chances for no offense, what's ultimately a scrimmage? Like I just I yeah. don't understand that. So I like that idea, Manit. I'll start mock draft real quick because I know we're coming up on a little bit of time here. I can't really see what it says, but we can do that real quick. Yeah, so like we'll we'll just split into groups of two. Um. Yeah. And yeah. Just alternate. Yeah, and we'll just Perfect. make picks. Um. One of us will be. Who are the captains? Uh, Bron Bron and I think KD was a captain, was KD, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh fuck! Who's the new captain? Uh. I don't, I don't think they've. I don't know who they would be the captain. I mean, Kyrie is a starter on the top Giannis. team. Giannis probably. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think it would be but anyway. whoever. Yeah. So we'll start. Who wants to be Team Bron Bron? I will, I mean, just because Bron's my favorite player. But cool. Yeah. I'll be biased. All right. So. All right. So then, Bobby and Andy, you guys want to pick uh, LeBron's team, and Carter and I will do KD. Perfect. All right. And cool. then starter so pool. So are we picking from the pool? That yes, we're picking yes. from the pool. So we're gonna okay. put the starters. We're gonna do the starters first, or we can do the bench first and then run through starters. It'll give me time to put starters on the dock. Perfect. All so. Right. Did you want to 
Aiden, do you want to do you want oh, to start? Oh, and then how do you oh. how do you want to do the order? Just back and forth. Yeah, we yeah. can just go back and forth. Okay. So like, like Aiden, Manit, me, Carter. Yep. Are we so we right can. Now? Yeah, we're paused. Okay, I was like, yeah, yeah. Should no, we record? <laughs> no, 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 we're. I, I, I put the note into pause. Oh yeah. I was thinking. Sure. I was like, oh, I don't know if we just. All right, perfect. After a little pause there, just get ourselves situated for this draft. So we will actually, I mean, we can go starters first. They're on here, right? Can we yeah, just, okay, let's, let's do the reserves first, though. Keep to, keep a little bit yeah, of a suspense okay, for okay, the starters. Okay. Aiden, um, or should Aiden, I say so LeBron? We have Aiden <laughs> and Bobby picking the West here. Um, so we be, are doing reserves first. Yes, yes, we are doing reserves first. They will be Team LeBron. Cardin and I will be Team KD, who's out for injury. So we've swapped in Sabonis for him, uh, swapped in Booker for K, for Anthony Davis. Yup. Um, Aiden, you're first up. Okay. Um, I am gonna go with Dame. Ooh, okay, okay. I, I was gonna go Dame, but um, I think I'm gonna go probably. I want Spida. Um, I hope Carter likes the pick. Spida's been having a pretty good year, you know. Jazz number one in the conference. Uh, Bobby, your pick. Hmm. So we've got Lillard and Mitchell off the board. I've got plenty of good guys left. You know what? Because a lot of people would probably want to see this, especially with these two guys on the same team. I'm picking Zion. I'm going Zion for the reserve on Team LeBron because I just have a feeling. You know how LeBron does his little little Jedi mind tricks during All-Star Weekend, so I think he's definitely going to want to pick Zion. I think he's going to pick Zion. I'd be shocked if he let him go. So I'm going to pick Zion third for the reserves. All right, uh, I am pretty quickly going to take Zach Levine. Okay. Ooh, interesting I'll, pick. I'll, I'll take Zach I like Levine. it. He has been having a tremendous season. He's turned himself into a, such a good three-point shooter. I like the backcourt we have, Zach mm-hmm. and Donovan. Like, like you pretty say, good I would say walking bucket. Walking bucket, definitely. All right, Bobby. We're gonna. So we've go. got. Yeah, I, who'd you pick first, Dame? So yeah. we've got Dame and Zion. I'm gonna go with Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> Tatum's like again, Bobby. Uh, sorry, Aiden took my pick, man. <laughs> yeah, stay in his head, Aiden. Yeah, <laughs> don't let him get him. Um, <laughs> you know, again, another pick that should make Carter happy. I'm gonna go Simmons here. Big defense guy. You know, we have two pretty good scores. Need a guy to distribute the ball. Simmons going to be a good ball handler. Oh, it's back to me now. Bobby's pick. We've got Zion. Here, I'll help you out here, too. Zion. Zion Tatum. Whoops. I can type Tatum. Hmm. You got, so of the pool left, we have Vucevic, Randall, Sabonis, Jalen Brown, Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, Paul George, oh, and I Devin know. Booker. I'm going Gobert for sure. Need that rim protection. Rudy Need Gobert's someone. been having a solid year. Exactly. Sorry for cutting you off. Well, that if you that's okay. If you put this lineup out there, is just what I'm thinking. If you've got Dame, Tatum, Zion, LeBron, Gobert, I like that lineup. 
it's not a bad lineup at all. Especially in an all-star game. To start things off, definitely. All those guys. Gobert's been having a pretty good year. Um, Walt Carter makes his decision, you know. Gobert, 14 points, 13 rebounds, 2 blocks. Three blocks this year. Stifle Tower, baby. Definitely. He's been picking it up. Um, Kind of a meme. NBA meme. Most well-known one after what happened last year. But... Homie's been pulling it through. Exactly. At least, at least he's performing. So. Yeah, <laughs> doing doing what right, he can. Carter. Who you got? Uh, adding to our team, I am going to add Paul George. Darn it. Good. <laughs> you know, I wanted him too. A Paul George, shooter and a defender. Paul George has been, you know, coming back definitely this year. I liked seeing the way he's played. He needed it, you know, after, God, that awful playoffs last year. Oh, boy. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. Just like, you could definitely pinpoint him as one of the biggest reasons the Clippers didn't make it past the Nuggets, unfortunately. But Paul George, been pretty resurgent this year, and I could see him perform well in the playoffs. Clippers could be a team that could make a deep run. All right, this one's kind of tough because I feel like, for me personally, the no-brainer is D-Book. Yeah. I also, I would love to see CP3 and Braun out there together. Banana boat. Banana boat. Yeah, banana boat. Um, And then Randall, like, I don't mean to be disrespecting Randall, but (laughs) he's had such a great season. I just feel like, you know, He's on the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dave Book or Chris Paul, I feel like that just either one of those two would make for a more exciting game. I mean, it's an all star game. It's got to be exciting. Um, I'm going to go to D Book. Michigan boy. Yep. Let's go. He's from the Grand Rapids area. Mm-hmm. David Booker is. Tom Izzo should have never let him get out of the state. I was about to say, I'm 100%. like, it's interesting how <laughs> Josh Jackson also mm-hmm. shouldn't have left the state. Oh, well. Um,. Let's see. We have Jalen Brown, Sabonis, Randall, Vucevic, and Chris Paul here. Um, I don't know. I think I think we're gonna go Sabonis here. We need a big guy, big man to play down in the paint. Um, fortifies the bench here. Sabonis putting up what like twenty two and thirteen after being selected as a reserve um, to replace KD. I like the pick. All right, so that leaves Chris Paul, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, and Nikola Vucevic. For the bench, for the reserves here. Vucevic has been perennial reserve past couple of years, you know, something you expect. Same thing with Chris Paul, I guess. Right. Um, But... But Jalen Brown and Randle are new. But do I put Jalen Brown and Tatum back together? Ooh, I don't know. Actually, you know what? Let's see, because we've got. Oh man, yeah. See, this is why I don't want to be in charge of these. <laughs> it's bad, man. I feel bad for the coaches who have to pick. It reflects on them ultimately. I'm gonna go Chris Paul. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> CP3, Banana Boat Gang, All Star Game. I, if they had like a prop bet on over under lobs to LeBron for CP3, hammer the over. <laughs> Unless it's like ten, yeah. <laughs> anything under anything Realistic. under like three, I'd say anything under four. I'd hammer that over. Oh yeah. So, Brown, uh, Randall, is... and Vucevic left oh. for Aiden. Well, no, no it's Carter's Carter. turn. No, Carter. My Unless bad. you want us to get two picks. No, no, no. <laughs> we're fine. We'll, we'll, we'll keep our guys. Ah, uh, well, 
looks like we're pretty good on guards and everything. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to snag. Uh, ooh, okay. Um, I mean, tough, whoever we take, I guarantee you we end up with Randall regardless. Oh, um, you think just so? Just because Julius Randall <laughs> well, is going to be Mr. Easy is definitely going to be the last pick here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Vucevic. I like it. He's a very talented That's player. One hundred. Vucci Main. Randall. Vucci Main. I love Randall, that. Randall. Vucci Main. That's new. All right. Huh. Well, oh, wow. Randall and Brown. <laughs> yep. We're pretty loaded. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. With guards too. So. But I don't know. I just I'd like to see Jalen and Tatum out there together. Uh. <laughs> is this Tatum's first all-star team? I think so. I don't think he made it I last year. And Interesting. Brown. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and Tatum and Brown both, and Brown both there mm-hmm. for the first time. That's fun. All right. <laughs> Even though the Knicks are still not great, um, <laughs> I'm yep. going to go with Randall. And Ooh, let's go. Let's I'm, go. We'll take Jalen Brown. Uh, here's why. The week. Here's God, why. I This is the Celtics' punishment for... Not meeting expectations. That's fair. <laughs> you know, they really haven't done that. Um, I think it's only fair we get first pick here, since you guys got it for reserves. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, there's plenty of good options. Kyrie, Beal, Giannis, Harden, Embiid, Steph, Luka, Kawhi, LeBron is the picks. Uh, LeBron's not available. Neither is Yeah. KD, technically. Oh, that's going to be you weird. Can we have pick to take KD. I think we have to take one of we have to end up taking one of the East guys as the captain. We'll just take you. I think I think they do um cuz you guys cross will, over either way. I think when I know, they draft the starters. They, we have we have we have a captain oh, we have to worry about. Yeah, you don't we don't have, have a captain. captain. So, I think we'll take Giannis as our captain. Giannis will pick for us. Um Fair. and he'll stay. Uh I think with the first pick we're going to go with Kawhi. I'm I think Giannis and Kawhi would be a fun matchup to see um, mm-hmm. playing together. I don't know if they played together last All-Star game or not. I don't know if Kawhi even played, honestly. Yeah, Kawhi won with the MVP. All, with, oh, he did? Yeah. All Star. Well, game. okay. <laughs> Damn, I really sounded I like a casual there, played, didn't I? Oh, <laughs> he won MVP. Nice. Um, but yeah, Kawhi first pick there. He's having a good year. You know, he's not really mentioned much in the MVP race just because the Clippers have been pretty normal, steadfast, what we expected them to be. Um, But I could see him making his way into it towards the end of the season should, like, Philly or Denver fall off. Um, Denver's not even in the playoff spot right now, I think. But should Denver fall off, Jokic's MVP, you know, case would fall. Should Philly fall off from, like, maybe one to a four or five seed where they were last year? And Bede's case would fall. Kawhi can definitely insert himself in the MVP race right here as we go down the stretch. Hmm. 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 Let's try and get in the mindset of a LeBron James and see. <laughs> you know, hmm. We've got some good scoring punch on this team already with Dame and Tatum and Booker. Randall can put it in. So, who I am going to take? Uh, God, see, it's like how it's do you? Hard. They're all all-star starters. Yeah, like they're, how all, do you? they're all really good, and I wouldn't really say like any of them has separated themselves and is on a different Actually, level. No, no, no. You know who's on a different level? The Joker. Oh, I'm going Nicholas. That's Jokic fair. Right That's here. fair. Joker's because insane. 
like I said, we've got a lot of scoring punch already. Team LeBron's going to add a little big man passing with scoring. So why not just fill two things, you know, two birds, one stone? Bam. Jokic. Carter? All right. Um, I could counter with the big man. I could go with Embiid. Um, but I think we already have a lot of good size in our lineup. I'm going to take Bradley Beal. Good score as our as our yeah next pick. Thank you for putting respect on his name. I Bradley Beal definitely deserves some he respect. Does. He definitely I mean, does. He's getting hate, you know, just because all he does is scoring. But to be fair, there's not much else to do when Russell Westbrook is there to mm-hmm. pass right. the ball, make re- get Plus, rebounds and all that. You look at that roster. What is he supposed to do? Not yeah, score I mean, like blown <laughs> out by thirty. Denis hasn't taken the score. step that I personally thought he would. I thought he'd be maybe a fifteen point per game, twenty point per game contributor. Oh. As a rookie, just because I, you know, when I see an overseas player, um, I see Darko sometimes. Yes. But I also makes- see, you know, depending on someone as decorated as Denis was coming to the NBA or someone as decorated as like Killian Hayes was, matches more to a Luka style of resume than, and I'm not saying either of them is going to be Luka whatsoever, right. but I'm saying like, you know, they match up more to being a better player than um, Dark- Darko was. Darko was an unknown and all of that. Completely different. But, you know, I guess he's the one famous case we all talk about just because yep. so much greatness was drafted behind him. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden, your pick? All right. Well, with all with all the beef that's been going on lately with uh, Kyrie and LeBron, I don't think LeBron would take him this year. That's fair. Um, I thought you were going to go for him. I'm uh, like, bold. I'm like, yes. I mean, I, I mean we did see Russ and KD... True. Make things up last year. They threw a few lobs yeah. to each other. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Makeup. Um, <laughs> as much Kyrie, as you can in that Kyrie's game. had a great year. I don't even think he should have been a starter, though, um, in the first place. I'm going to go with Steph. Nice. Steph and Braun together, I just... That'd be kind of... Steph and Braun is like a pairing you play with in like 2K mm-hmm. when you're yeah. bored. That's, like, that's that'd like be so fun team. to try out. My yeah. team type stuff. I mean, if <laughs> Steph and Braun ever were on the same team, you could write that team down for a title. Mm. 100%. Yes. Um, you went Steph here. I'm going to go finish off the West. Take Luca. No. Um, oh, Luca. No. Uh, he's just. He's one of my favorite players as is. But like he's been having a pretty solid year. Improved defensively, which is something he needed to do. And you know, once Kristaps comes back, they're able to work things out again. They'll be a good team. Mavs could low key make a run if Josh Richardson turns things around. Um, I could see the Mavs maybe moving a couple of those younger pieces. Josh Green, I thought, was a really good pickup in the draft Mm -hmm. for them, but he could also be a really good trade piece more so. Um, I could see them trading him and, like, maybe Jalen Brunson a couple picks and maybe a big guy for a star because that's what they need. They need a third guy to, you know, kind of even things out between Chris Stops and Luka. But uh, Luka having a great year, and he's going to be our fourth pick. I'm really tempted to go like. I mean, Kyrie Harden and Bede still left is insane considering. I was just going to say, I am so tempted just to go like six in MVP. Ultimate big lineup and just pick a B right here. I'm so tempted (laughs) just to have LeBron, Jokic, Stefan, and Bede. Who cares about the fifth? Good luck. No. (laughs) But, um, nah. Because we've got Gobert on the bench. And we got Jokic. I mean,. 
Yeah, and we've got Jokic. You know what? It's nah, it's got top centers in the league. I say it's got to be hard in here. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. League also. leader in assists, hard. Yeah, might I add? last year at this time. <laughs> During the All Star Draft, Giannis and LeBron did not want to pick Harden because I remember that. I remember the little, LeBron or the uh, little Giannis moment. Whoever was the Giannis. host was, yeah, was asked Giannis about it. Like, why, you know, why no Harden? He's like, he's I like, want someone to pass like, the ball. Yeah, he's like, he dribbled too much. Like, yeah. it's true, he does. But this year, far cry. Exactly, mm-hmm. you'd want Harden on your team because this year, you know, playing with Kyrie and KD, he basically plays in a semi, you know, mini all-star game every night when Honestly. those three are on the floor. So, I like Harden right here. Love maybe the starting lineup so far. Maybe maybe Harden didn't pass the ball as much just because he was afraid it would end up in Russell Westbrook's hands. Mm. Um, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Paul's a little bit more reliable. <laughs> true. <laughs> I love Russell Westbrook, but does you know, it's it's could be true. Harden definitely did not seem to get along with Russ. Exactly. But hey, we don't have to worry about that in this game. Kyrie and Embiid left, Carter. We need we need one of those ball handling guards. We're going Kyrie. Ooh, let's go. He rounds out our team. Nice. So we got we got the scores, Beal, Luca, Kyrie. We got Kawhi who can fill it up. Giannis is our is our big guy. So I think we got ourselves a real good team right here. We got Ben Simmons, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, Sabonis, Vucevic, Jalen Brown. Our starters are Giannis, Kawhi, Beal, Luka, and Kyrie. That's crazy, man. That's a fun team. That's yeah. a fun That'd team. That'd be a fun all-star game, definitely. You guys put together a better team than Giannis ever could. Right. That's fair. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if he ends up yeah. if, if he ends up being the one drafting sure. for the East. Very true. I'm just saying, though, if <laughs> I would be very curious to see what would happen if this is how they drafted, just because of, like, the LeBron starting lineup is very big right now. Yeah, from Steph, Harden, LeBron, Embiid, and Jokic. Steph is, like, the smallest one by far. Like, just, like, pure mm-hmm. height Size-wise. and, like, just mass. Yeah, like, <laughs> but hey, I mean, yeah, on Team LeBron, we got Zion, Dame, Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert, Devin Booker, CP3, Julius Randle, starters being, of course, the GOAT himself, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry, Harden, and Embiid. So, fun little segment there. Yeah. yeah. So, we're already at about an hour 25. So, Holy I think we're going to save this OT. Okay. Because I think we already went into OT. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. That, that, right mu- that draft seemed pretty it OT-ish. Was, yeah, that was yeah. good. Hey, but I loved it. I loved it that. That was really draft. fun. Yeah. I mean, it's and we'll see, something you get to do I'm, like I'm once probably going to look back at this, honestly, during the draft and see, like, how accurate how, we were. Yeah. Do you guys I, ever, like, in 2K, ever do the draft? That's like, so fun to do. It's so fun. Yeah. Like the yeah. fantasy like, draft. Like, like in my league when you can yeah. choose the teams for the captains. <laughs> well, oh, we, yeah. We did one, like, um, one with, like, there's probably, like, four or five of us in it, except we added, like, all the players, like legends oh, included. Wow! So I've got, I've got like Larry Bird, like Penny Hardaway. Like That's fun. Stephon awesome. Marbury. I'm just like, this is sweet. Yeah. Starbury. Exactly. So this will just about wrap us up here. So the time is currently 9:55. So everyone have a great night. If you're betting, of course, bet responsibly. 1-800 gambling. If you need it. 
But good luck on your bets. Good luck on the rest of the day. Good luck on your life. Good luck <laughs> on everything. So we will see you all next Friday from the Impact 88.9 FM Studios. Bobby Zephro, Carter Landis, Manit Patel, and Aiden Champion. We will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Courtside Convo, a production of Impact 89 FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiting, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on NBA basketball 